0: Good uh, evening everybody, it's me Russell Mills, Um, it is Saturday, September 2nd, on a Saturday um, I want to say hello to everybody, Um, I just want to play you a clip about that um, Hurricane Harvey So um, let's get right into it
1: To storm-ravaged areas as Harvey victims start cleaning up the mess from that monster storm. And while the water may be receding, costs are still mounting, and energy prices spiking. Now, some predicting Harvey's wrath will hit the entire economy. How bad could it get? Hi, everybody. I'm Degan McDowell. This is Bulls and Bears. The Bulls and Bears this week Gary B. Smith, Jonas Max Ferris, John Layfield, along with Hadley Heath Manning and Adrian Elrod. Welcome to everybody. John, you're a Texan, and you say this isn't just a Gulf Coast event. We will all feel it.
2: We will. And first, I have a lot of family and friends that are down there in, in the great state that are suffering right now, and, and our thoughts and prayers certainly go out to everybody that is down there. When you try to separate though that devastation, and it is horrific, uh, you, you look at the economy which in Houston, which is a $500 billion economy, and how it affects the greater economy, over 20% of the nation's refinery ability has been shut down. The colonial pipeline that goes from Houston to New Jersey that carries most of the gasoline is actually not even able to run at times because there's not enough fuel coming from Lake Charles into Houston. That is going to affect gasoline prices. That is going to affect oil prices. The immediate loss in Houston is going to be more of a regional event as far as job loss and as far as economic destruction. Overall, though, once you start seeing the, the Fed step in, the state step in, and insurance step in, you will start seeing this slowly recover. What happened in New Orleans is a bit different because you had people leave and didn't come back. It's not apples to apples comparison, because in Houston, you have a much greater diversity when you talk about the River Oaks, and the Post Oaks districts, down to low income districts. This place is going to, is going to recover at that point, and we'll start to see a bit of an economic boost from this.
1: Sure, Ryan Gary B, We have seen an economic impact from Florida to Indiana up into the Northeast by gasoline prices going up nationwide, up about 17 cents a gallon in a week, up even more in a lot of states.
3: Yeah, you're right, and I guess it all depends on the time frame one is looking at. Look, you've had an economy that surprisingly is bigger than the country of Poland, almost devastated. And we've seen the pictures, are seeing the pictures. It's horrific. Now, that being said, I think all the effects you're talking about and John alluded to are short term more than anything else. We've already seen gasoline prices go up. But if any of the previous hurricanes, tropical depressions, whatsoever, are an example, if you laid a chart of the GDP over when those disasters occurred, you can't even tell that they happened. That's how big our economy is. That's how big it recovers. Look, what will happen in Houston, the the devastation aside, and it's horrific, is. People won't obviously go to the movies, they won't go to Starbucks. They'll take that money though, whether it's from them or their insurance company, and instead hire contractors, roofers, uh, 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 water displacement people. The money gets spent. It just moves into different areas. In fact, after Hurricane Sandy, the Department of Commerce ran a study, and they found almost no economic impact of that horrific event. In fact, they saw a net increase in jobs because of all the new construction people hired. So, yes, short term, horrible, longer term, even out a month or so, the economy won't won't feel it at all.
1: As we've seen with uh, individuals and the human spirit, such incredible resiliency, Hadley, and that really speaks to the health of the economy long run. This could be a, a, a boom for that part of the nation. Well, I don't believe in the broken window fallacy, right? The money that we that people are spending on rebuilding, it would be better if they were spending it on movie tickets and Starbucks. And this is a tragedy. This is unquestionably natural disasters are destructive. But I think one thing that, you know, as we stand back and take stock of the loss here, we also ought to take stock of just the amazing acts of philanthropy, charity, generosity, speaking volumes about the hearts of people in Texas and across this nation. I wish that we could measure, you know, the blood, the meals, the, the favors, the time, the money that people are giving to one another, because we truly are a philanthropic society. And that and that goes hand in hand with being a capitalistic society. We want to strive to meet the wants and needs of others, paid or unpaid to do it, And I think this event, you know, as sad as it is, the hope coming out of it is that people are helping one another. Jonas, most of the rebuilding money will come from the federal government, and it will be, uh, by most estimates, north of what Katrina got. Uh, New Orleans got $120 billion, north of that, almost certainly Fort Houston, from the, the national government. And if that comes in with speed, that really helps the recovery. Yeah, and that's the problem with economic data is you capture, I mean, the economic kind of data that we have that's decent, it captures money spent. So if you spend over $100 billion in a region, it's going to boost the economy on numbers. But to get back to the broken windows thing,
2: it doesn't help. If you are not happy, Like you don't want to spend money on a broken window to replace it. You don't want to spend money on, on healthcare when it falls right down. do you want to go buy another TV or see a movie or do something fun? So that part we don't measure. So the, the, it is not good for anybody. You are m- miserable, but you're spending more money that you don't want to be spending anyway to fix all the things that are ruined now in your life. So it's, it's, it's you don't see it in the economic data, but it is not a net positive. It's a net negative for the region, if not the whole country. You, we just don't measure how much satisfaction you're getting out of living, essentially. That's one of the weaknesses of economic data. But the longer term effects of being insurance how much does it cost to live in this area going forward? Are there gonna be regulation changes, gonna be building code changes? So those are things that could actually have a more and are those costs
1: gonna reflect into this whole economic. Area where oil and metal and shipping comes in. It's a very key area for the rest of our country if it's
2: expensive to do business there, long term permanent.
1: But it seems as if, Adrian, that lawmakers, and you are a Democrat, this is one instance where everybody can come together and they know that this is going to require north of $100 billion, $125, $150 billion from the federal government ultimately to rebuild this critical part of the nation. We're now the world's largest exporter of refined product, and that is Houston, and that's critical to the whole economy in this country. Right. Exactly. And look, I am optimistic that Congress will come together when they can be next
2: week and pass an emergency spending bill uh, that that essentially funds the first round of funding for the for the people of Houston and the greater area. But moving forward, I hope that we can find a bipartisan solution to this. I know that some uh, vice president Pence in particular is very focused on offsets uh, for disaster relief. That's what he did. Uh, several years ago when Katrina hit. So moving forward, we cannot play politics with this. The people of Houston have suffered so much. This is going to be a very long, treacherous rebuilding process. The American people, the entire world will stand with them as they go through this, but we've got to make sure that we don't play politics with this and that
1: they get all the funding that they need. Well, and John, this does get back to the spirit of the people of Texas and the spirit of the people in and around Houston and the eastern, um, eastern part of Texas. That is ultimately the key in getting people to stay there and rebuilding and, and sticking it out and making that part of the nation even better than it was before.
2: Yeah, th- these are wonderful people down there in Houston and East Texas. They took in tons of refugees from the Katrina, and now they're hit themselves. And, and Houston has a 3 million jobs, so five times as many as New Orleans. So they have the ability, because of their economy, to rebuild. And, and I believe that look, in certain sectors are going to do quite well. And, and this is terrible to say. But when you're just talking about the economy, a million cars have been lost in Houston. You're going to see the car industry do quite well. You're going to see Home Depot do quite well. Most importantly, you're going to see the spirit of some great Texans down there. they're going to do quite well in rebuilding their city.
1: And Gary B., I'm going to give you the final word on this, but if you looked at uh, the Reaction. I think the market reflected in the last week the resiliency of the people of Houston and Texas and this country when it comes to dealing with something like this. We'll get through it and be even better on the other side. That is reflected in our
3: economy, by the way. Yes, there was some hand-wringing. It was horrible. But then people say, I need to get on with my life and start to do and start to rebuild. That's why Houston will survive. That's why our country is still the best
1: country out there.
0: Thank you, guys and gals. Okay, everybody. That was the news talking about Hurricane Harvey um, and the disaster that's going on. So um, I just hope and pray, you know, for those people out there. But my my one question I, I have is... You know, they say, you know, that tragedy like this has happened and it's terrible and people are coming together. But my question is, why does it have to take tragedy for people to come together? You know what I'm saying? I think I think God always talks to us in all aspects. But I think a lot of us as human beings, especially when we get to be adults. We stop becoming um, hot-headed, ignorant, stubborn. And I think God is just, he's trying to wake up a nation. And I think sometimes it's sad when people could say, oh, he's my brother now, he's my brother then, you know, he's my brother. I'm trying to save my brother. But if my question is to people is, was he your brother then? Or was she your sister then? You know, because they were different colored people, whatever, or oh, all types of people. And people need to understand that, look, we, need, we all need each other. we have to stop being so foolish because let me tell you something God is the truth and God is the only one that can help us all you know what I mean so we have to stop as a nation I think things happen like this because I think God's trying to tell us some things and a lot of people don't like to listen so unfortunately some people have to die and be tragic and have to lose material things that really don't mean anything in this planet anyway because the fact is, the only thing we should worry about is God and our health and our family and our friends and our neighbors, our communities. So that's my question to any of those people. Were they your brothers or sisters before you saved them? And did you love them prior to this flood happening? Is it, is it a tragedy for America? Absolutely. You heard the people speak on the news about that. You know, about what they have to do as far as recovery and all that other stuff. But it's like, like I say, is that what my question is, it's neither here nor there now. But it's like, is was that your brothers and sisters? You know what I'm saying? In need before everything started turning left field out there in Texas. I'm just going to say this in this video that I pray for everybody out there in the Texas area. And, um, you know, pray for the families, make sure everything is, you know, good. But this is a wake up call, America. This is God trying to speak to us. And and here's the thing. If we don't take the time to listen to God's word, it's going to be more tragedy. People could, um, you know, ask us questions. Why and how come and all this other stuff. We do this to ourselves as a nation. By us being ignorant, by us being stupid. We do this. We think that we can get away with it. But, everybody, I wanted to say thank you for watching my videos. Take the time to subscribe to my channel, Russell Mills. Check out my videos. Um, as a nation, let's try to come together. Let's stop all the bullshit, it's all the stupidity. Okay? And let's stop having these tragedies keep happening in, in our countries. Because, you know, we don't want to listen. But everybody, I want to take care. Keep viewing my videos. Um, that's it. And um, subscribe. And uh, make a comment or a like if you like, okay? Everybody take care. Bye.